Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Ace of Weekly Rockley Podcast. That's being kept in webs. I know it is. First uh, time I make a mistake. God. <laughs> Almost like 200. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. didn't see the, the countdown. It changed. <laughs> Every, everything's changed and it's, it's all the fault. Um, we're going to introduce a very special guest who's so keen and observant, all right? Um, such a great coach. Uh, but he was so keen and observant. He's, he's called out a fatal flaw of mine. Would you like to uh, tell our uh, listeners what it is, Prof? No, um, I want you to stay exactly who you are, and that fatal flaw will not be even considered a flaw. It is, mm-hmm. it is just you uh, being being your perfect self. Uh, I, I very much appreciate that. If you would like to get his actual take, you can now change. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was beautiful. I, I hate I hate you, but that was beautiful. <laughs> um, I mean, I saw the opportunity. <laughs> Uh, you know, businessman Lazero is is in the house. Um, speaking of which, uh, I'd like to thank all our patrons who've been supporting us. You guys are great. Um, so let me just do a roll call off the top. Uh, Young Slug, your boy Hunty Paint. Um, as I go through Digital Toast, Raz, uh, <laughs> Caleb, Awesomeness. Um, then we have ooh ooh, stalling for time. Uh-huh. Uh, Frank mm-hmm. uh, again. Space Spe- again. Yes, just for him. <laughs> Uh, then we got um, Chaos Maker. Uh, we got Guessing C of the base. Too much space. Oh. And Zodiac Twenty Two. Yeah, we got some new. We got some new patrons, so it's great. Uh, thank you so much. You can check out the link below. Blah 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 blah. So Prof is here. Um, I think uh, the one thing that I'm very much excited for is uh, your team had an incredible run. I mm-hmm. feel at Worlds. Um, so much so that it could have been. A lot, a lot, a lot better considering a, an outcome. Um, but I think I, th- I, I think it was a success. But what do you think, Prof? <laughs> yeah, I mean the placement was less ideal when you look at the numbers than what we went into it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's in part understandable um, for you know looking at the age and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, just like the the fact that we were probably, I want to say, besides like the teams that made changes in spring split, um, you know, like ahead of spring split, we were the least uh, kind of like cohesive team. Um, I mean, we didn't even bring in our, our coach uh, threes until that spring split. So, um yeah, we were we were a new team in in multiple ways, and uh, I think that is part of one of the reasons why I think you can look at it positively. And then the other way that you can look at it positively is if you watch the games. Um, the boys played really well, and uh, we had some really unfortunate draws against both the club and um, Space Station, obviously, in the game to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish you could have seen both of our faces we were all hanging out together when the announcement dropped and 
no, there wasn't a smile around. Neither of us wanted to play each other. The, that was a team that um, those are like our best friends in the scene. Mm. And uh, Rettles actually talked about that in one of his videos. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we didn't want to play them. They didn't want to play us. And unfortunately, because of that dropped game to Semper, uh, that dropped series to Semper, uh, we, we put ourselves in that situation. Both both of us did uh, by losing to Semper. So, mm-hmm. yep, that was it was it was a good run, um, and we learned a lot. And uh, that that's always what I'm looking towards. It's just like wh- what are we learning? Um, and and we all did, including myself. So. It was a it was a great time, uh, nonetheless. Even even though the results weren't what we wanted or expected. Um, and may, maybe uh, I don't know if uh, there's any particulars, Wabs, uh, like any any questions you have uh, for Prof, either relating to the tournament itself or, or in general. I think that's a good way we can kind of start this off. Um, I do actually. I'll ask you in a second. I just wanted to say that, like the the uh or what is it the placement that's the word um that you guys got here really did not at all show the quality that you (laughs) like that pioneers was showing um which is you know the biggest like it was honestly one of the biggest disappointments um not because it was bad but just because of the the club like the poles and space station was playing extremely well on the day you guys were also playing extremely well it just it, it was just super unlucky with all of it and i totally understand why it was like not a single person had a, a smile on, on their face when that thing was dropped because you know it's like space station or i think rattle said uh, on the day like if it was any other matchup you guys would have made it through and who knows what have what might have changed so unfortunate and genu- genuinely like un- unfortunate there um, but, and I'll ask you a question here that I really did want to know when I was looking at it, um, a while ago is as mental coach on, on the days, as you're going through this, um, what are you thinking with all of the four O's? Uh, because day one probably expected that there's going to be a whole bunch of four O's, maybe like a couple games here and there, but mostly just sweeps. But day two was also almost entirely sweeps, um, so how except are you for kinda, us? Yeah, we were the yeah, first except, on sweep. <laughs> yeah. So how are you guys kind of, or I guess, what are you doing as a mental coach to to say and be like to get the guys out of, the, out of their heads, um, or if it even is in their heads that like the first game is the most important game and pretty much the only game. Like, is that even a thought that's running? Yeah, I mean, uh, some of this stuff was kind of, uh, I, I guess, leaked might be the word I use here when. Mm-hmm. Uh, referring uh, to kind of how information got out about how we mentally prepped the boys to beat BDS in spring split. But um, we try to keep the boys as zoomed in as possible and not, you know, really worrying or caring about what else is going on. Um, It's impossible to a certain extent. Um, Scrub especially is like, always always watching like you know the the streams and the scores and Mm -hmm. everything uh he's refreshing twitter every 30 seconds so uh (laughs) scrub definitely sees it and you know like locky is not like oblivious to it either but really we try to just zoom the guys in as much as possible and really focus in on the task at hand and the task at hand isn't necessarily like a matchup um as much as it is just like, what is it that we're asking you specifically to like really bring out in this 
uh, upcoming series and just zooming Ooh. the boys in as much as possible allows them to, uh, you know, kind of lose the big picture because ultimately the big picture just doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, that spring split, uh, that spring major was a good example of that too, because we saw that team secret beat BDS and we were like, Oh my God, all we have to do is just beat a slumping SSG to get there. Like that's, that's all we got to do to, to face team secret and boom, we just made it to Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that big picture was hard to avoid, even from mm. my end. You know what I mean? Like, like even as even as the 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 mental performance coach, I'm looking at Team Secret just sweeping BDS and going, "Holy!" Like, like you know, I I don't have a poker face in those <laughs> moments either because I'm I'm just as much a, a fan of the uh game as as anybody um so uh yeah that that was that was a lesson that we learned in spring and why we kept the boys so zoomed in for the rest of the spring major and um i mean we we lost to the spring major champions and and moist Mm -hmm. uh that's like how we lost the tournament so um it definitely was was working and um yeah then then we, uh, you know, see a bunch of sweeps come before us, and it certainly is something that, you know, you keep tabs on or you it registers with you. But um, our our job, uh, my job especially, is to keep the boys as zoomed in as possible, and that's what mm-hmm. that's what we try to do. The the sweeps don't really phase us. Um, it's it's not like uh, we are like leaning into some superstition or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, sorry. When you said keep them zoomed in, uh, you know, I felt I felt like that wouldn't be very hard considering they're all zoomers. So <laughs> that is, go. it's actually hard. It's actually harder than any other. <laughs> 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 they they be zooming. They be zooming in their their thoughts. Uh, it, even I, more I'm than curious, us. I'm actually curious if if you think it's it's because I know people make it like a generational thing, but is it really just an age thing more than anything? Because I. I don't know. I, I find that like, I'm sure there's like some generational slight differences, but in the end of the day, I think, I think it has to do with maturity, like individual maturity and life experience over everything anyway. But I don't know if you, yeah, um, it's, it probably is, um, more of an individual thing than anything, but the, the trends do exist. And I think one thing that's particularly, uh, like noticeable um with these guys is that they're they're all spending time in like the same friend groups even outside of rocket league like they're always sharing you know voice calls with all the other pros and i think a lot of that is because the top of the oce scene is so small that like Mm -hmm. they're best friends with all the dude like they they love fiber they they love amphis they love all the dudes uh especially cj like they like the the love at the like the top level of OCE is is very strong and basically all the young guys all hang out together all the time so um they definite it does seem a bit generational at times where they're just like little punks honestly a lot <laughs> of the time um 
they they are they really are little punks um but that that kind of makes my job fun um you have to understand s- you have the understanding that that is your job like it yeah it's, it's not sure. a surprise you know <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure and and um i don't know if you guys know but i'm also coaching kansas now for crl and that is very very different because the maturity level is different and when i say things i'm not getting like live ratioed you know as i'm speaking uh the boys hear me though like you know like it's it's a good relationship that we have and especially when we're in like those high pressure moments um i could you know just grab one of them by the shoulder and say something and they're all ears and you know you know wide-eyed bushy-tailed for what i have to tell them but uh no i mean it's it's part age part individual maturity but these these guys in particular are um, all a bunch of little punks without a shadow of a doubt. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wabs, I don't know if you have any, uh, any add-ons here or anything else you want to get into. I'm wondering if part of the, uh, you know, the bright eye bushy tail of the, the CRL um, is partially because of where they are, but I haven't seen who's on the team. Like they're at the top of the top of the game, of course. Um, hey, Wabs, say what but- you really want to say. Okay. Uh, the reason they're punks is that they're from OCE. Okay, yes. I, I, yes, I, I know. I know. Thank, for, thank you for saying that. Stop burying, stop burying the lead. <laughs> to know what's up. All right. So that the the OC thing for sure, um, but also like the you know just the people being at the top of the region, top of the game overall, as opposed to people that are near the top, people that are SSL. Like the it doesn't right. get to their heads of being people who are one some of the best players. Like listed among some of the best players as opposed to just people who are like no we we can play with the best um but we're not necessarily there ego absolutely is a part of it and that is something that has grown since i've been with the team but so has maturity so mm-hmm. um those those moments of maturity from the boys are greater than they were when we started and at the same time those moments of like them being little punks is also uh you know part of part of it that grows as well because they are uh getting that recognition as being the top of you know all of rocket league right now so you, you did too well <laughs> that's yeah. the problem yeah exactly so so there there definitely is i mean they're they ratio everyone I mean, even <laughs> even threes you know just like Every everyone, no one's safe from uh, no one's safe from these these boys' egos. But um, even then, like we we have actually explicit conversations about that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are things that have been really well received by the boys. Um, again, they just really understand that, like when I'm not just you know there hanging out, or when I'm not just there observing, but when I'm like giving like a genuine session, like they they really do a good job of listening, and um, I think that a large part of you know how far we've gotten is because of their ability to listen to myself and listen to threes and um, threes and I also work as kind of a tandem, um, you know, giving each other backup. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he he's really good at, you know, analyzing the gameplay side of things. And then I get in there and I break it down into smaller parts or, um, you know, I say, like, these are the comms that are going to come with this change. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like all of those things. Um, so we work as uh, 
you know, a, a partnership in that way. And um, it definitely allows for uh, more space for the boys to listen. I, I wonder if you think it's, um, it's a, like, I think this is a nice thing that you have is that even, even if their egos are getting bigger, at least it seems like it is still a team boost. You know what I mean? Like I, I think one of the biggest things, especially with these players who've hopped around from team to team to team, is that the individual ego is so high. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the star, right? I'm the, I'm the one guy. But I think, I think what's nice in some sense is that because this has been a team, right? Um, is it feels? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. I, I, I don't know the uh, the inner inner workings here, but it feels like because of the fact that the team as a whole is getting recognition, I think that's that's nice to keep like balance within the team itself. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they all get um, they they all get recognition in their own ways, and each of it kind of contributes to how um, just like kind of like coalesce the team is like uh, just like how well it comes together. So, um, I mean, just to give all the ASAP Weekly listeners and you guys the the ins. Um, Lockie gets like a lot of credit within the scene as um, being that guy for us. And a lot of the pros would actually say that super Lockie is um, probably the, uh, the most consistent if, if not the best Um, banana head. uh, He gets all the like praise and love from, you know, all the fans and that has to do with, uh, just his play style. I mean that he is, he plays like he doesn't have a brain, but you know, we, we have worked really hard to get the boys to be able to play around that to the point where like he actually is using his brain, even when it looks like he's pre jumping something from a mile. Uh, we all know how to respond to that. Um, most of the time there are some times where he still is like doing something that is, is, mind melting and he actually just did one yesterday uh yeah it was the one brain cell play instead of the two i get it the one brain cell play (laughs) where he pre-jumped something like three three hits before it happened like there were literally like three (laughs) players that touched the ball like in between him leaving our back wall and to him scoring perfect like and he perfectly dunked the guy like it's and it's just one of those like yep that's just a proper banana head moment. Um, <laughs> I, no, but he gets, I don't know. I think that's I think that's like that's uh, what's it called? That's like the uh, the chess master knowing how the game's gonna end in the first move. That's what I feel like. It's either one brain cell or three three thousand IQ, and nobody knows the difference. <laughs> the hardest thing is not rewarding him for yes. having done it. It's like just being like, okay. <laughs> And we move on. Because <laughs> if, tra- if he starts be. trying that again, right? You know, <laughs> he's going to do that one out of a hundred times. And then right. The other ninety-nine. You know. Well, his his whole shtick is that you know he can play outside of the box because Lockie and Scrub play so well. Um, you know, like in doing the things that we're asking for them, that their mm-hmm. consistency is just so high, um, and banana head is less consistent but his his ceiling is just so high because he really just does view the game differently and um it's it's a 
it's an amazing thing to watch when he's popping off. And uh, mm-hmm. if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, go go watch the uh, the spring BDS sweep. Um, it was not just that BDS were playing poorly, which they were. Uh, imagine having to like regain when that sort of thing is happening. Like yeah. like even just adjusting, it makes it makes adjusting on the other team really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Scrub has like a cult following. Uh, he, it is funny. Like the people that in my life that really like our team are all the biggest Scrub fans. Like, I mean, he's even the favorite of my wife. Like he, like all the, all my friends, like anyone that like interacts with him, Scrub is like a, he's like a cult icon. Um, I think they're all hipsters. He <laughs> yeah, no, he really is. He really is. He's like he's like the hipster. He's the he's the hipster of it. You're absolutely right. He's um, the people's choice, but only the right people. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's the hipster's choice award winner. Um, so he he knows and feels that, and he's got like his stream thing, and uh, he does he does really well for himself. But all of that comes together really nicely, where the boys are kind of getting that external validation in different places and in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means that they've kind of, you know, they, the, the word that we use in psychology, like the phrase that we use in psychology is, you know, getting your cup filled. Um, they, they get their cup filled in, uh, their own ways and it makes it really, really nice for, uh, the team to just kind of like stick together, um, because they, they all understand that, um, they're, they're getting, everyone's getting their cup filled. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And this is so great, like I think so early on in the team. The one thing I always worry about is especially if someone pays too much attention to what people are saying from the outside, right? Um, is like if those external motivating factors right turn sour, right? Yeah. On someone like during a future tournament or something, right? Yeah. And and it, like there could be no validity to it, right? It could just be random, you know. Literally the it's the person that like you play against in Rocky League and they're the most toxic person in the world. They'll put like one random comment on Twitter and then all of a sudden, you know, now now there's like something in your team that you're trying to fix that was never even there in the first place, but because they said it, mm-hmm. you know, now, yeah. now you have to deal with it, right? And that's where their age comes in really nicely, is that they have so much just like resilience to that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I think that older players may have a more difficult time uh, looking at kind of like how they're viewed, not just, you know, within the uh, like pro scene, but within the fan scene too, you know, like, like eventually some of those comments hurt most pros. Mm -hmm. Um, And with these guys, they're just, they're, they're honestly punks so much so that like, they're basically completely impervious to, uh like anything that could be thrown at them online um it's and they're uh, from ocu so no it really is it's like it's like their culture and their age like genuinely protect them it's so funny they're they're so mean to each other too like it's it's crazy how mean they can get towards one another and how like little they care because it's just the culture and that was something that you know threes and I had to adjust to as well. And something that I have to dial up when I get into a call and then dial way down before I interact yep. with like my yep. wife or something like that. And, uh, even just yesterday, she, she was telling, uh, her sister, she was like, 
she's like, sorry, sorry. He just spends way too much time with these little Australian <laughs> bastards. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's, it does happen. Um, but no, it, that, it, it really makes them uh, pretty, pretty impervious to, to a lot of the abuse. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, yeah, Wabs, any other things you want to talk about? Um, oh, God, I have one, but now I forget. Uh, In general? Oh, God, it was right there. I thought of it and I lost it. I will come back to this. <laughs> we, we will find another opportunity to come mm-hmm. back to it. Um, I think that's great. I, I think one mm-hmm. of the things that maybe I want to like talk about a little bit here is I think the um, coaching in general has kind of expanded a little bit um, in in Rocket League. And I'm kind of curious what your take is here, Prof, when it comes to these like quote-unquote up-and-coming coaches. Because I think a lot of people are finding different lanes, right? Um, there's the strategy, and then you, you obviously have the mental uh part of it um i'm kind of i'm kind of curious if if you think like it doesn't seem like every team has kind of started adapting this right um and like what what do you see kind of the coaching system kind of rocket league going into the future what is it going to look like to, to you um i i really think that coaching has um I, this is going to sound like i'm deflecting the question but the coaching needs to meld with the players more than anything uh you could have all the ideas in the world but none of the respect of your mm-hmm. um team yeah, 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 yeah. And it just doesn't matter uh you could have all the respect in the world but not have the best ideas but mm-hmm. those ideas work because everyone's on the same page yeah. um and and really like i would say that I would say that the coaching for the general public looks so much different than the coaching for pros. Um, I see a bunch of like coaches doing replay reviews and stuff on Metify. And I I think that that's amazing work. And I don't, I don't uh, want to at all like down downplay that sort of stuff, but the stuff that they're focusing on and those reviews is so much different than the stuff that you're focusing on mm-hmm. in pro gameplay. And um, I, I have really come to notice that because of my work with the CRL guys who are immensely talented and, you know, SSLs and all of that stuff. But still just like not that like one percent of the one percent um that the pros are and um because pros are so good it really does come down to just how well they mesh with the person leading them um and i think that we've got a about as good of a system as you can get if you were going to copy and paste with a gameplay coach and a mental coach um, at pioneers. Like if, if you're, if you're starting an org right now, like you should be looking to do this exact thing. Um, And I can dive into why I think that that's the best, but um, how we have it set up is really, really good. Um, And at the same time, if I didn't have the respect of my players, uh, if threes didn't have the respect of the players, if, Chrome doesn't have the respect of his players. Mm-hmm. Sath, you like all like the top of the top top guys. It just doesn't matter. Um, 
because people aren't going to be on the same page. You know, like we need you to be here when this happens and you don't trust that we get scored on. Um, and it's just very, very different from uh, the coaching level that I'm doing now um, in the CRL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you, can you maybe get into that a little bit? Like what, it, like if you compare the CRL to the pros, like what are some, some drastic, I, I mean, I understand there's a different amount of time commitment because that's just mm-hmm. naturally mm-hmm. how it is, but what are like, like a couple big points do you find that are different between the two? So I would say the degree of trust needed in one another is much, much higher in the, pro scene because the <laughs> sorry i just had i just had a flashback because i remember, like i remember watching a lot of the crls especially on the brock esports days and it was just it was usually like one player that's like guys don't worry i'll just carry you guys yeah um yeah no like like the game moves so fast at the pro level that it's not about trusting a system it is about trusting that the people next to you are going to do the right thing in that niche weird Mm. situation. And when it comes to collegiate rocket league, it's not about necessarily trusting in those super nuanced situations as much as it is trusting that the system that you're running, like will eventually like regress to the mean. And what I mean by Mm. that is like, like eventually the system you're running will work so long as people are trusting the system. And in the pros, that's just not the case because people like Joyo and Jan and those people exist where it's like, like this, this isn't about just like, let's just run our system and it'll be fine. Um, there, There are teams like that, that run their system to a very, very high level and can, like g2 even has like won a tournament like that Mm -hmm. but that that's that's different than kind of like what you can coach up most teams in the pro scene um and i would say that's like the biggest difference is that you're you need to coach trust in the person next to them as much as you coach trust in the system um in crl so th- that's kind of like where things start to diverge and i hope that makes sense i i you okay you just hit me with like i had a like some flashbacks um so i, I guess i'm gonna derail here for a little bit um one of the things is i remember combo like literally having conversation with combo who was coaching and then was the captain out of necessity back in the day um but like where they beat teams it was interesting because it was like CRL level ish, shall we say, right? Um, uh, but where they'd beat teams that didn't expect them to win, and it was it was because they trained like ironed out a system, right? Yeah, um, right. That that would we just... literally did that today. We yeah. literally broke seed today in the first round of uh, NACE, which is like the there's two there's the CRL and then there's also NACE, which is like the governing body of like the like club esports for all North American colleges. Um, so it's not run by psionics is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Um, mm-hmm. So we played a nice game today against a team that went a really long ways uh, last year within this competition is absolutely seated higher than us. We beat them because like we are further along in the system that we're running than they are in theirs. Yeah. 
and and, and mm-hmm. that literally happened like today. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and I think I think your point is so poignant because of the fact that um, the the reality of just how good like <laughs> I I like we can see it right, but I don't think we like fully understand how good these players are at yeah. that level and. Like this game, the higher level gets, the more it's execution based, right? Right. Um, I think, I think that like tactic board, you know, strategy style of like what a lot of lower level players imagine Rocket League, um, is just the higher level you get, the less and less it exists, right? Because it ends up being okay. Who on an individual day plus talent plus practice plus you know what i mean yep who has that at to the highest degree at that particular moment and that's going to be what matters the most um and that's that's why you get you know games where like a player will just take over and it's it's literally like there is nothing you could do and i think what adds to it is the length of individual uh games right with five minutes within a game right if someone starts to take over you don't really have a time to respond or like even adapt as you're playing. Right. Like I, I feel like have like the more overpowering one person is the less, less likely that is. Right. It just, and that just happens. Right. And I think if you have an ironed out system, you can play against a way better individual player at the CRL level. Right. If you have yep. like a team that has one SSL, but you have a system of, of let's just say, I don't know, GC twos or GC threes. Right. Um, you're you're probably gonna beat that team because at the end of the day, um, as long as you know, as long as they, I mean, it, it just it, it gets impossible to win the game. Like, yeah, I get I get what you're yeah, saying. You're, you're, you're saying like <laughs> what you're saying is that like the the individual greatness will not outweigh the team greatness at even an SSL level, but when we're talking about the pro level. It does because people mm-hmm. are that good at this game where we can mm-hmm. literally just be like, all we have to do is understand how to adjust our system to basically just like kind of like what you were saying with the old, you know, the old collegiate days of just like, we've got that one SSL in our team, just like, just give it to them. <laughs> like that actually comes back into play, but you have to have a system in which everyone is on the same page Mm -hmm. and knows how to get the most out of them. And that's why you need the trust between the players to be at an all time high, because it doesn't matter what your system is at the end of the day in pros. It's, it's really about who has it on the day and who has it on the day. Isn't something that you can design Mm-hmm. with just a gameplay coach and why I think that mm-hmm. having mental coaches as just like a general system, like a general rule of thumb is important for teams to have. Yeah, for sure. And I think that having both, like a, clearly having both is going to be the best thing. Um, but specifically having both, because then you also have that thing of, we know how to play around every single person. Like we know how to adjust the system to that one person be going off and it's not just any single person that can, like all of them can. So right. we just have to figure out which system works with which person in right. which way they're popping off. And which I, way I want to be, I want to be careful here. Cause I think the way you use system and the way I was thinking of system was slightly different. Oh. Um, just because of the fact that 
I think I think that like what I was thinking of as CRL is a lot more planned out beforehand almost, right? Mm-hmm. And I think when it starts getting to that pro level, it its system is almost like mapping patterns of what your players do and yeah. adjusting. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but that, that's kind of what I'm imagining. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that exists within CRL too is like you have to have a system that's plug and play to a certain extent if you want to have any longevity. Like mm-hmm. you have to make it so that when this person graduates and this freshman comes in, that like you can get them to understand the system so that you can maintain mm. wins and stuff like that at the I pro like that. level mm. that just doesn't matter like like you it doesn't matter what we can do next year it doesn't matter that we're building towards something yes like we're we're the youngest team in the RLCS and even then it's not about building towards something it's about delivering on the day mm-hmm. and it's just not the same way in CRL like like I have performance metrics within my contract that are like like we really want to get to this stage, you know, and the, like, if I get to that stage, it's amazing. And if I don't, Hey, that's all right. As long as like the feelings are good when it comes to the way that pro contracts are these days, like if they're not getting certain placements in tournaments, I mean, that might be the difference between $10,000 bonus or not. Like, mm-hmm. like it's that, that's the difference. And, you know, a factor of, of 10 when it comes to earnings sometimes and especially in like a world's tournament, like everything matters on that day and you have to be able to adjust on the day. What I do as a mental coach is fostering the trust so that we can be good that day. And what threes does as a gameplay coach is makes those micro adjustments when he notices the other team doing something that's stopping us from being able to run quote unquote, mm-hmm. our game or shifting our game to highlight a certain player if that player is popping off. So mm-hmm. it's that's why you need a mental coach to, to get to that stage and why you need a gameplay coach to be able to manage when you're on that stage. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I think we put a bow on that. Uh, I think I think that's great. Um Prof, I want to give you before I go into the other, um, uh, shall we say, topics that I have here. Um, was there anything that you want to talk to us about? I'm kind of curious. I want to give you that opportunity. Should you, um, should you have something you th- you thought of? Well, one, I'm just super excited to have Wabs here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is our first episode together, and I'm basically just always like give him like little like snide remarks like i tuck like one little snide remark into (laughs) wabs every time or not on an episode um so i'm just happy that he's here because he's he's a great asker of questions um i think i think yeah yeah you're doing great you're doing great um lazira let's move on to you you're you're just (laughs) god suddenly just start just start mental performance coaching you guys for the rest of the podcast i've been wrestling on my walls for at least four years now okay i've been uh you know people's you know wabs when he started okay all right he just kept getting better and better at this podcast me on the other hand it's been a straight line We're in a plateau, is what you're saying. I disagree. I disagree. I, I, no, I, I'm not saying it's going down. I'm just it's saying always the top. It's yeah, at 85, yeah. and it's been at 85. 
Hey, sometimes you just need a good, sometimes you just need a guy that's going to bring that same level every time that, I mean, we literally have that on our team. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, to, to say that like this, that this is, uh, something that will work for you guys is actually real. Like I, we, we have absolutely gone meta already and now I'm performance coaching you guys. Like so long as you have the high Lazero floor, this podcast will always be good. And then what you just need is your co-caster, usually Wabs to bring that, like that high ceiling, you know, like just like have those days where he's really on it. And that's what makes a good podcast episode. So there you go. Performance I think the days right there. <laughs> the days when Wab, I okay. So I let let's let's get into this just just very quickly. Um, I feel this is like, so meta. Welcome I to the feel podcast. like there is a different things between there is a difference between what I think is a good episode. Sorry, what I think is a good episode, what is a good episode, and what episodes I individually enjoy. Those what are all those three different things. Fans individually enjoy as well. Cause sometimes well, you have a mm-hmm. banger episode, but it won't get the same plays. Like sometimes you'll have an episode that you feel really good about. And you know, your co-person is like, Oh my gosh, like I'm so sorry. I was terrible today, guys. Like, you know, just like stuff like that. Like it, it absolutely is a thing. It absolutely is a thing. I just love that, like, for me, my most, like, I have the most enjoyment where, like, Wabs will say something, and then I need to do a double take. Like, that's always my favorite, like, <laughs> moment in an episode where where it's something said that actually makes me, like, go, like, wait a second. Like, what did <laughs> you, you mean here? <laughs> you do verbal double takes, though, like, and I know Wabs knows this, too, where you'll say, like, something, Wabs will, like, say, like, one word, you'll say, like, five more words, and you'll be like, wait. Yes, exactly what you just said a few words ago. And that's another unique thing that you do. Like you and I know I know this because like I understand how much it makes me smile when people do that with me. Like you are facilitating Wabs being a good podcast co-host because he probably loves that even more than you realize. <laughs> Every the time fa- there's a little fact- fist pump, I'm not gonna well, lie. Okay, okay, let's let's get even- Am I I nailing this or am I nailing this? No, no, you're nailing it. Um, (laughs) This is firsthand experience for all the listeners of what mental coaching looks like. Exactly. But but like, I think Wabs can definitely agree um, that. Wow. Okay. I I was about to go and rob a Kyle show mode. We're not going to go and rob a Kyle show mode. Let me just say that um, it is definitely interesting that that's a skill if you are this is my advice then bouncing off of this if you are uh, someone who is interviewing slash uh you know teaching slash talking to someone right um is to make sure they feel heard all right and if uh even if you do bulldoze over their point then go back to the thing that they were saying so then they can explain it fully so they actually have the the chance to do that i think that's a skill in itself because you might absolutely. be on a roll. This is what happens. You're on a roll. Absolutely. You might have had a point there. I might have kept talking. Um, no, 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 no. I didn't. I, I, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm usually pretty good at telling when I bulldozed over someone and when someone was just giving me an ex, uh, exclamation or something. Um, but um, uh, yeah, let me not toot my own horn too much here. Um, but what I was going to say is that uh, that that is a thing where it's like you're talking, you're on a roll, so you want to finish your roll, but then you remember the thing that like someone was going to say something like five minutes ago. So like you keep talking and then you got to stop and be like, okay, so what was the thing you wanted to say, right? 
um that's yeah anyway that's a skill itself learn that skill learn to listen to people people it's hard to um listen. speaking of that yeah i figured out what i wanted to say a long ass time <laughs> <laughs> let's go um I, I actually wanted to ask how you deal with crowds prof because mm. this is something i've always wondered with lands specifically because there are teams that feed off crowds and crowds and uh teams that are like terrified of crowds um so what do you what do you do with that? Like how do you prep them for one, and then if you see something going wrong or like the crowd's turning against you when it was for you or anything like that going on, like what are you saying to the players? I wish I did more crowd prep, honestly. But the uh, wild card was actually the first time that the boys had ever played with crowds, so <laughs> um, it wasn't like I had any opportunity to really talk to them like okay so how did that make you feel so that we could you know address it for next time mm -hmm. um but i do know what they did and what they did was incredibly smart uh though it was likely accidental because they're dumb 16 year olds mm -hmm. uh who, who couldn't have <laughs> known that this was going to be the right answer um intuition to, yeah they had good <laughs> intuition they do um i love those guys um I also hate them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're also the bane of my existence. Um, no, what they uh, what they did was they kind of just like made fun of the crowds. Uh, they and it's all about like kind of like this. dissipating the pressure in some <laughs> way. So like a team like SSG might be in control of their own emotions of the crowd because they are in control of the crowd. <laughs> like, like Rettle stands up and says, get louder or uh, like Arsenal starts barking and like people get <laughs> hype about that. Like, like that's something that they do to like control the crowd. Um, you see other teams like uh, version one um, version one. They, they, like every team has like the in ears plus the mm -hmm. um plus noise the overhead yeah. yep, yep yep plus the overhead noise canceling uh version one they pump a lot of music through there so they can really only hear each other mm -hmm. um you know there's there's different ways to like kind of dissipate the pressure but i really liked what the boys did because it's true to themselves and true to their like aussie 16 year old selves which is just making fun of everything and everyone like they they didn't dislike the KCP crowd at all. They they loved them. Like like when they came off the stage, they were like, "That was amazing!" Like they're so loud. Like it's so cool. But if you watch our comms video on uh, the Pioneers YouTube channel, they're literally just like KCP KCP. <laughs> like they're just like they're like making fun of it in a way, even though they're absolutely like just like enamored by it and love it and don't want it to stop in any way, sense of the form. But like they kind of have to be their genuine selves to dissipate mm -hmm. that pressure and they did it. And what I would say to them, you know, if we got into a crowd conversation was really just to lean into that more mm -hmm. um, where you can control the crowd by controlling how you view the crowd. And yeah. that's what they did. That's, that's amazing. That's an amazing answer. I'm really happy with that. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you ask good questions. So <laughs> um you asked me earlier uh anything that i would like to yes. talk about the player pit area of rlcs events never gets talked about mm -hmm. okay they're okay. so fun like 
They're so fun. Like, hardly do the players even, like, go out and watch the games when the player pits are, like, as good as they were um, when they're, like, at the the arena. And the the player pit at uh, Dickie's in Fort Worth was so fun because we basically just had curtains – like like separating all of us and we had like a huge like game area with um cornhole and uh pinball and um jenga and ping pong and like the players were like literally just interacting with each other all the time and it was just an amazing opportunity and it was so fun and just like it's it's a really really good time um, so I don't really have anything more to add to it other than the fact that like it's it's funny how I kind of like backdoored my way into RLCS by you know taking the the academic route so <laughs> far that I could get into the player pit area, but uh, I did it and damn it if I'm not getting the nice rewards for it because the player pit area is so fun and the relationships that like I've been able to build with. Um, other coaches and other players and managers and even just like event staff, like mm. ESL people, like it's just so fun. So um, I don't really have anything to add more to it, but uh, that that has definitely been like a highlight of all of all of the lands so far. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, okay, I think from here uh, we will move on over to. I, I still have some other things I would like to talk about. Um, the first of these, and I think we didn't get a chance to talk about this before, but there was the new update. Wabs, did you take a look at this? I haven't taken a look at any of it, but I saw a very large update that had to update. Right as um, felt or broke for a little bit, which was funny. <laughs> yeah, I think I think some of the big things uh, was yeah, there's like new wait new arena sovereign heights. Oh, okay. are you talking about the one that uh, on 24th in our Discord? in our all content or the newer one season eight i i think it's the same it's it's related to the same thing okay i did look at it and it's amazing it's yeah amazing. there's a new arena there's is, is there is there spray painting okay this, this is what i didn't get mm-hmm. like i i really want to be able to drive around and like kind of like <laughs> splatoon be able to spray paint the ground <laughs> as i drive around um so if that's not happening uh you know, one out of you, ten. That's you just <laughs> came up with such a good idea. Just give sprays that you can put under your car and just drive <gasps> over them. It doesn't. E- oh my goodness! <laughs> it doesn't even have to be like a crazy spray. It can just be like your like literally Overwatch sprays. Yeah, and you just, just no, throw yeah. them onto the field. I oh think what goodness. you guys are missing is the fact that when Unreal Engine Five comes, that we'll be able to do custom game modes, and I think that oh. Splatoon <laughs> with demoing would be actually a pretty good way to teach recoveries and just like cover the entire like like spray paint the entire like walls of an entire like arena. That'd be so cool. Yeah, I'm just there waiting for go. the Lethemir video where it's just him like flying around painting something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely um yeah no uh so anyway I, I like the feel definitely the vibe the the graffiti <laughs> style thing the the uh the civic type r yeah i'm down i'm down for the honda civic yeah oh, it's, um, dope. it's it's dope it's so good plus actually giving undercarriage lights which aren't available for all cars just this one Ooh. but that's potential <laughs> what's the do you know what the um what's it called the radius is the hitbox 
Uh, I think it's, it's an octane. octane. Yes, it's an octane. I think everything's octane now. They yes. just given up. They've <laughs> just been like everyone's playing this. Actually, okay. This this is actually a good side note. Do you? What are your feelings on all these hitboxes, uh, Prof? I'm curious. I think that hitboxes should be like the one non like blanket thing in the game. Like I think that like a hitbox should actually go according to the what car. It looks like yeah, yep. and. And I hope that in Unreal Engine 5 we'll have, you know, maybe, like, the the cars that do follow, like, the certain, you know, like, they can't change too much. Um, where the Octane, the Fennec, the Dom, like, those things will still have, you know, their, their true hitboxes. But I do hope that with some of the things that are out there, like the Scarab or mm-hmm. the uh, even just, like, Give me a real Merc. Or, I know we have it, but it's fake. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe like the Roadhog has a yeah. different hitbox than the Merc. Like I, I think that that would actually do really well for the game um, because it allows people to uh, honestly, like you might not think that this is true, but I guarantee you it would start working in some way, shape, or form where hitboxes like kind of defined play style to a certain extent. I'm so happy um, you brought this up. And so I think I think it will be I I think my my ideal world is is that mm-hmm. I I really want them just to uh make it as true as possible and then actually have the octane change and then watch everybody's like mind melt. That's <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the as Fennec to is, relearn. The Fennec is the true octane hitbox. Uh mm-hmm. I, I will die by that statement, but the the boxiness of it is so much truer to what Octane's hitbox is than the Octane is. So Fennec is the real Octane. Do you, okay, this is a hot take, but I like it. You're about this to get is into a really random conversation. One? I can already I can already feel it. Oh, that was there, but <laughs> So the one that no, I was going to do, I'm cutting in on zero here. This is a, this ahead, is a, a podcast first. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned the different play styles of cars, but like arguably that already happens, especially between the people, like the, all the players who switch between Dom and Octane, but there is yep. also the Fennec Octane switch, yep. which dramatically does make it a play style difference. Um, you know, you know, you, you, I'm sure you can rant about this for however long you want. So <laughs> yes. No, placebos, placebos aren't real, but placebos are real, you know, depending on how much the person buys into the placebo. Mm-hmm. And sure. uh, there have been players that I coached placebos out of, and there have been players that I actually coached to lean into placebos even more. Oh, I um, love that. Where we were titling different presets, certain things. Mm-hmm. And that person would then go, okay, this is my flip reset preset. So I need to like really go for aerials and try and do a flip reset, or this is my fast preset. And today I want to get better at maintaining speed. Like, like this is my recoveries preset. This is my demo preset. Like you can lean into it uh, Mm -hmm. to a certain extent where it's basically like them seeing their car actually reminds them that they have something specific to focus on Mm. and you can, you can actually get them to progress further uh, because that constant reminder exists without the coach needing to say it all the time. Um, But yeah, so I, I think that 
it's fair if it changes the play style. Um, I think that that can be leveraged by the right coaches um, rather than just annoy coaches. So yeah. use yeah. whatever you got, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. Take advantage of it for sure. Yep. All right, Liz, let's hear it. Mm-hmm. Listen, Wabs, Wabs just took over the show, so I'm, yes. I'm just letting him do uh, <laughs> here a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no, it's good. Um, my, yeah. I, sorry, sorry. I just had a profound <laughs> moment for a second thinking about Unreal Engine Five. Um, but no, I think I think I think actually from here we can we can slowly kind of kind of uh, close our way out. Are we going to finish the season eight thing or are we not? No, I, I said everything I want about season eight. We'll talk about it when we actually get our hands to it. There's uh, one thing I, I want to say, and that's in the video, which is a new hoops map is existing, which hasn't happened. Oh, ever. yes. Yes. That has literally I'm... never happened in the history of Rocket League. <laughs> um, so I'm very, very happy to see that because that's, you know, it's it's a very, it's a small thing. It, it doesn't matter at all. Um it but, does. I like hoops a lot. Like hoops is one of those game modes I really, really do like. And so, I uh, yes, give me a, give me a new thing. So I'm not always just stuck in like, I know the 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 Rocket League equivalent to essentially uh, what is it? It's Rocket is Labs. It Pong. Is it, it Pong? Is Pong? But yes. it's being stuck in Rocket Labs, which like is a cool vibe. But there's a lot of different maps that people play on for a reason. <laughs> Yes, yes. And the Hoops players have been asking for this for, as far as I know, three years, but probably longer. Almost I, I just, longer. I'm just waiting for the Rocket League uh, career mode, okay? That's all oh. I want. I want the... Actually, here, I actually have the game in front of me. I want the Need <laughs> for Speed Underground 2 equivalent. Oh my right? god. And it's like, I don't know, it's, instead of like challenging for races, you're challenging for, I don't know, you have like a tricky shot, or you have to... Maybe there's races too, you know what I mean? Mm. I want a full underground with this whole graffiti theme they have here i'm just saying okay there's a lot that i can imagine i don't know if they'd ever do. no they would never do but they wouldn't anyway. but that just unlocks so many memories we used to play that game yes. so much yes it's great <laughs> i especially love going exactly to uh wow prof unbelievable because i was <laughs> i've been Okay, so here's the <laughs> reference. For the last 57, whatever amount of minutes this podcast has been going, I've had this one question I've been looking at the whole time, mm-hmm. and I've been debating whether to ask it or not, <laughs> mostly because of like time constraints. But Prof just said to ask it. So we have a great question from one of our patrons, Chaos Maker, in the uh, questions thing. And I will allow it specifically because it's not a Tim question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but here it is, and, and Prof said uh, he has he has uh, some interesting thoughts on this. And Wabs, if if you want to indulge a little bit, you can to try and answer those. I can be um, uh, <laughs> Chaos Maker was thinking about this a little bit. Um, he's in his thirties and just picked up Rocket League, um, and he knows like the a lot of people uh, when they're a lot younger. This is kind of when the, the prime age demographic for for Rocket League getting better all those things uh one of the way my mind works uh he, he wants to see how he can how he kind of get better as, as being an old player um one in the way that his mind works and two in the hours that he is able to play um so he's asking for best habits training ideas um for older newer older new players who want to climb the ranks but don't have as much hours to put in or the brain power to mid to a game like this so yeah. uh prof take it away Great question, um, and I think a very relevant question, and probably a question that 
you are not the only one listening to this podcast uh, wanting to know. Um, I have talked about this um, at a at pretty good uh, length in um, actually a previous podcast that I have done with you guys, but um, I would love to circle back and talk about it again. With that being said, I think uh, I, I'd love for Wabs to talk about it because I think that Wabs is a really good go-between for someone that both plays the game to a high level, but also isn't like just watching pros play 24 <laughs> seven. So like I, I do have, I do have my thoughts on this, but um, I, I would love for Wabs to go first. All right. I'll, I'll do my best here and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> um, this feels like throwback to when combo was on here and combo would be like, all right, Wabs, what's your, what's your beginner take here? <laughs> no, um, no, not beginner. Not beginner. <laughs> Uh, you're, Since Wabs is after me, but before I'm gonna jump. No, I'm gonna, uh-huh, uh-huh. please interrupt. I'm about to jump. So my guess is based on like my own personal experience here, mostly is one just always, and this is to everyone, not just people who are older, but just always remember that you're here to enjoy the game because it's a game. You're playing a game to play a game, and that's really it. Um, getting better is more of a side thing than it is a major tenant of like, hey, I'm playing Rocket League, but I have to get better. Um, If you're, and I will always say this, if you're like high SSL and you're pushing pro or like you're on an active team, then sure, consider actively trying to train train better and whatever else. But um, I think that getting better should more be a thing just because it's happening and you're getting, like you're getting better at the game because you're playing it and you're enjoying it and you're enjoying the training and doing all of that or you want to play at a different level and it's like, hey, I'm enjoying this. Um, If you're ever hating it, like, what are you doing playing this game? (laughs) Um, So playing the game to get better, uh, I find it leads to a pretty immediate burnout. Um, And it's good for some people, but it just burns you out very quickly and very hard. So enjoy it. Have fun with it, especially if you're older because you have less time to play it. So you're going up against people who are putting in 20, 40, 60 hours a, a week um, just playing a game. Like it's a full-time job for some people, mostly young people, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you, you can't put the hours there. So enjoy it and just try and get better and uh, try and enjoy the game. Um, something, I guess, potentially more specific if you really want to is learn how to enjoy the training. Um, and what I mean by that is like, actually spend time in free play and it just hit the ball around in a way that you find that is fun. Like find the thing that you find fun that will also train you and make you better and warm you up and get through all of this stuff. Um, the final thing, I guess, is potentially, and this is from you, the zero, I think, um, figure out your habits and how much time you have uh, for your game session. Like if you have two hours to play all right you have two hours to play that's a lot of time have um i would say like have 20 minutes of warm-up have a couple hours like a couple little bits of um or a bit of time of playing and then a little bit of a cool down um if you have like an hour of time then like all right maybe also 20 minutes of warm-up just get into that but then maybe just enjoy the game for a little bit longer um and just play the game or go on a rank session like segment out your time because you have less of it is basically what I want to say here. And that's my third. Um, yeah, I, I'm i actually going to jump in here if, uh, if Prof so allows it. Um, no, I'll, I'm 
I'll circle back to all the things that Wabs talked about. Perfect. So um, I can circle back to your stuff too. It's so great being the host because uh, you know I gave that as if there was an I gave you the option <laughs> as if there was an option where I wasn't going to talk, but I was going to talk. Um, there's your meta for you. Uh, uh, <laughs> Our I just it's fun to have a prof here because he'll notice things like this or like point things like this out so it's fun then making it even more meta and, <laughs> um okay uh what I was gonna say though real quick um and I've been reading I, I don't know if any of you know the uh <laughs> um know the the book Atomic Habits uh, but I've been reading it a little bit um, uh and I was just going to throw out that I think I think there is like someone who asks a question like how how can I learn or how I could get better right like any any tips and and I'm sure Wabs and I could probably definitely go over like I I think I think maybe it's time it's been it's been 100 episodes we can probably go over like a list of things from the beginning to to getting to wherever we're at right of, of things you can do mm-hmm. um but I I think a schedule is so important um and like i would almost look at it like this week if you want to get better because i think there's enjoyment like a lot of people who ask like oh how can i train to get better it's like i think they find the the enjoyment of oh i tried this new skill and i'm getting better at it and then i see the improvement right um so my i guess approach a little bit with this um would be essentially to um take a look at like what your week usually looks like right um and I I would and this would actually I would even argue as you're older and especially if you have a partner, right, or someone else, this this is even better because if it's in the schedule, right? Like this is something you can actually talk about and, and set time. Cause I think you'll you'll be way more successful if you're like, hey, on I don't know, Thursday night, you know, I'm at 7 30 p.m right or whatever i'm just gonna play an hour here okay or or whatever it is and then i don't know then we'll go watch a movie or something right i i think setting up a plan beforehand is gonna be way more effective because then you won't have those distractions because i think another big thing is if you're playing if you're getting better you don't want to be distracted right like i, I find um you want to be really focused on what you're doing and making sure that you're making the most of it. So even if it's free play, if it's dribble challenge, right, is a great one. Whatever you're doing, you want to actually be focused on the thing you're doing so you can improve on it. Um, and I think just telling yourself, like, hey, this is where I practice um, and being really keen on, like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm gonna, yeah, this day, this week, I'm going to do this. Um, I think that will be the most consistent. And the reason I say this and I, th- I don't know, Wabs, how many times, I don't know if I've told this story too many times or uh, <laughs> if I've just told him, but um, did I tell you about when I got back into competitive soccer? I'm sure I told this on the podcast before. When I got back into competitive soccer. I think it's been soccer. once on the podcast. It's been once. Okay, but I'll, I'll bring up the story again, right? Um, I was someone who was like close to semi-pro in soccer and uh, didn't make it. And then I stopped playing any kind of soccer for a while. Then I got back into recreational and then I actually got back into competitive. So it's still like I got back to a level that was higher, essentially higher uh, than what I was uh, when I actually did play. Um, uh, but one of the thing, and I was the worst person on the team, but one of the things I did is it was like, I'm no longer like my goal or whatever was no longer to go pro at that point. Um, but, a, but a thing that I did and I really appreciate is the two practices that we had a week and the game I had, I'm like, this is the time that's dedicated to this sport. I'm not going to do anything too much outside of it, 
But when I'm at practice, I'm fully focused. I'm going to do my absolute best. Um, and when I'm playing the game, I'm just going to, I'm going to play my best. I'm not going to worry about it too much, right? I'm no longer trying to get pro. I just want to be competent, right? Or at, at the level of the people there. And what I found is I had the most improvement. I think like, I would say arguably ever, but that's really hard to say, right? Because I think I played so much soccer or either whether it was talent or just played too, so much when I was like six or seven, right. That I had a lot of those ingrained abilities, but a lot of those had went away, but my actual knowledge of soccer and my uh, understanding of the game improved so drastically. And I was able to get my skills back to a level that was required to play at the level I was now playing at just by being like this, I'm going to go, I have these two practices and I'm just going to make sure that when I'm at the practice, I'm fully focused and doing my absolute best. And that in itself felt like it was way more beneficial than if I had, I don't know, just played randomly, you know, like some, you know, pick up soccer. If I played it like three or four times a week, I don't think I would have gotten as good, nearly as good as a, as what I had done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's my little spiel. I love those answers. Um, and I think that each of them are probably correct and also more along the lines of what Chaos Maker is looking for in uh, the specificity of an answer. But I want to, just l- looking over your uh, question, I want to kind of go back even a little bit more. And um, yeah, I, I think that like the first thing that I look at is you go, what are the best habits, training ideas, et cetera, for older new players who want to climb the ranks. And my Mm -hmm. first question goes, why do you want to climb the ranks? (laughs) And I, I think that that might sound like a really stupid or redundant question for a lot of people because like, well, I want to get better at something that I like, but I think older people understand that like, there is a peak to how many hours that you can put in. And so Wabs's first point of just enjoy your time is important. But I think that to even like peel that back a little bit more, you need to make sure that you understand what about this game you enjoy in the first place. Mm-hmm. For me, it was about getting to a level of play where I could consistently play with my friends and not be completely carried each time. And I'm at that level right now. And genuinely, I mean this, I don't really plan on getting that much better at rocket league. I I'm 28 years old. I have a family. I am still in school for the (laughs) 25th consecutive year. I'm like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a busy guy and my interact, my, like my desire to climb the ranks in rocket league was to play with my friends and I'm doing that now. So I'm not like obsessed with playing rocket league anymore. For some people it's about just like driving to that highest level. And that's how I am with apex. I play apex not to have fun, but to make sure that, I dominate those that I play against and Mm. I treat apex time very differently than I treat rocket league time. And 
that for me is about climbing the ranks. Like me enjoying my time is climbing the ranks. Um, so just like understand kind of like why you want to climb the ranks. I think that that will help you dictate a lot of decisions that maybe you hadn't thought of before because you hadn't even thought of what it would look like to question why you would want to do something that was so central to your question in the first place. Um, I think that Wabs makes a great point about learn to love training. You have to, if you want to get good at anything, you have to fall in love with the process. And that's something that I've always struggled to do because I've always been naturally good at the things that I pick up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Apex is a good example of something that like I have to, I have to go into the firing range and I've got to practice and it sucks and it's dumb, but like, I can't just like play casuals and then play competitive. Like, like there are smaller elements to your practice. And that's where we get into the utilizing your time wisely that I'd encourage you to do, which is if you want to get better at this game, you need to divide everything that you know about this game into two columns. And you should be reaching out to other players that play this game. You can use the quick chat even to ask people, like ask them like, what is a mechanic that, you think is valuable in this game and then the other column is what is a tactic or what is like like a like a non-mechanic that you think is valuable in this game and start to figure out how to get better at those i say start with the mechanics because that's kind of where rocket league is right now where if you're good at the mechanics Mm -hmm. we'll be able to figure out where to throw you in in a game like like you can make magic out of nothing with mechanics and I'm at a spot right now where I'm relying on my tactics so much so that like the reason why I can't (laughs) progress further is because I'm not putting the time into the necessary mechanics. So um, what I would encourage you to do is work on mechanic stuff, use YouTube tutorials, use, um, you know, your friends, like all of those things and get a bunch of mechanics down. And then when it comes to tactics, that might be when it's time to hire a coach. Like if, if you've only got so many hours in the day and you want to utilize your time wisely, my guess is if you're an older player, you probably have income revenue of some sort or type. And if you really want to utilize your time wisely, you're going to have to hire somebody potentially that can teach you how to use those mechanics or how to set yourself up to use those mechanics that you've acquired. So I would work on the mechanics potentially if that doesn't carry you as far as you'd like it to, then to get a coach. And uh, Lazero's point of just making a schedule, you have to be intentional about all of this stuff. Like, like if you decide that you need to learn how to do a flip reset, you need to set time aside where you're just working on how to do a flip reset. You will progress so much faster if you are having dedicated time and then always make sure back to Wab's first point to enjoy yourself. After you do that hard training, go play some casuals with your friends. Go have fun because at the end of the day, this is a video game. And if you're not having fun, you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. I'm going to do a quick sidebar here. Um, Wabs, mm-hmm. uh, how did Trident get so good? <laughs> I don't know. He's just good at video games. I like. (laughs) See, like, I thought I cheated the system in the beginning because I just grinded out like every like fast aerial, like basic mechanic to the point where I skipped to platinum like way earlier than I should have. Um, 
but then then we, our friend tried it. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> I like. I don't know <laughs> if he's else. actually good or if he actually did. Tr- like that's the thing that bugs me. But I mean, there's there's people like that in every profession, I guess. I can't I can't get too bugged, mm-hmm. uh, too I'm- annoyed. Part of that is I wonder how many hours he has because I'm pretty sure he's like over 1,200 would be my guess. But granted, he's like been GC for like 500. <laughs> so I have no idea. <laughs> he's just good at video games. Yeah, he. but you know, it's 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 always that thing. It's, mm-hmm. um, hmm. Yeah. I already have another question I could ask Prof, but it might it might be time to slowly start to wrap this up <laughs> from what from what you just said. Um, maybe maybe this will be something we'll talk about some other time. Anyway, uh, I think it's a good time to end it. Um, Prof, thank you so much for being on the show once again. Of course. Um, you know, with Wabs here, you, you're really able to get uh, you know some great questions. Uh, <laughs> exactly. To really, to really exactly. make me think a little more. Um, you're the one that brings me in, but Wabs is the one that makes sure that I have that I have a great time. That, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> like Lazero has the really, really high floor, like a floor that I'm envious of. Like, you have a great show because you bring it every time. That's Wabs true. is great because he just asks me banger questions from time to time <laughs> um i'm just here for like three things in episode that's all i'm here for hey that's all you need to bring to, that's all you need to bring sometimes that's hey listen you. listen they still they still haven't found out that like for Rabs and i this is like a great way to schedule intentional time to make sure mm-hmm. we're talking every week <laughs> wait, wait, don't tell them <laughs> don't tell them don't tell them the podcast has been a ruse um no no we're joking um because, because I think that was that's the thing though. Because we've made it a habit, Wabs. I think if we were to be like, okay, uh, messy and and curse, you guys do the show now. Uh, Wabs and Still I would just sit here on Tuesday night. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, no, it makes sense. Um, anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, if you want to help us out, um, just let someone know. Um, I'm also I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna promote it too too much yet. Um, but I'm dabbling with the instas with the YouTube shorts with all those things. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, feel free to uh, to take a look at those. Anyway, uh, we'll see you all next week. Hope you enjoy this one. Oh oh, uh, sorry. Hold up, hold up. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did the thing. You know, Wabs is this thing that uh, that people usually do. At the usually, end of the show, usually. where they have a guest, yeah. uh, but you know, I Skipped I, I for, tend to forget sometimes. Second, yeah. do, do you know what that might be, Webs? I do know what that thing is. Do you want to introduce it? Because I don't know how. Um. Yeah. Uh. Prof, <laughs> do you have any? Uh. Uh. I don't know. Shout outs, places <laughs> to find you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Sponsors sure. that you wanna you wanna do right now? Sure. Um. Shout outs to um all my other mental coaches in the game. Um. The the Lachlan uh, from Renegades no longer Flow State from Space Station no longer Callum from Endpoint um, all my all my mental coaches out there um, you can find me and those guys uh, who I interact with frequently on Twitter uh, and my at is at Prof Sport Psych so P R O F S P O R T P S Y C H. And that's really all you, that that's the only place you can find me. I'm not, I'm not anywhere else. <laughs> so, yeah. right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Amazing. Amazing. Appreciate you being here. 
Hey, I love it. And uh, always feel free to, you know, anytime you've got a burning mental question or someone says the words mental game too much, just shoot me a quick question. I'm always happy to answer. <laughs> we'll send out the sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, before, before the next time we have prof on, I'm just going to start putting mental in every title of like every episode until he gets it's the like my signal. Bat signal. He's, the bat signal. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, something's going on here. I'm sorry to... <laughs> Yeah, there it is. All right. Uh, anyway, have a great one, everyone. Oh, wait. Homework. Oh, my goodness. I almost forgot. We didn't do it last week, did we? Uh, I don't know if we did. I took a month off. This is what happens. Um, <laughs> ah, Your homework for the week, should you choose to accept it, is to make make a YouTube shorts. Uh, it's easier than you think it is. So try it out. Or, or Instagram or like a TikTok thing. It's fun. Do it. Nice. It can be a dance. It can be whatever. Um, but it's way easier than making a 20-minute video. So try it. Uh, they even have apps in your phone that can help you make it easy. So there you go. Boom. It's Love a fun it. thing. It's a fun creative thing. Okay. It's see you guys. Outlet. Peace. Bye.